The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC on what? You start I, nothing. Start. <laughs> I just did. That's the start. It's perfect. It couldn't be better. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, today uh, we'll be joined shortly by Randy Brown. We also have Brandon Royval. It's not been on in quite a while, uh, but I got to say before we, we bring in Randy, who is an old friend, um, that Marlon Vera. Wow, uh, what an incredible fight against Rob Font. And and Font, you know, again, even though he. He looked pretty bloodied up at the end, Matt. What, what, what did you think? Uh, I mean, he, his stock did not go down at all. His stock did not go down. It was incredible. What's really crazy is how how crisp Rob Font's hands looked. And uh, there's nothing crazy about that. His hands always look good. But he was accurate. And, and he was throwing punches and bunches. And he was all over yeah. Cheeto Vera. But and it's funny because I said it. I said it out loud. I was saying it. I said it. I it said it out loud. I was thinking it exactly when John Ennick said it. And he's saying, but, you know, Cheeto Vero seems unfazed. He seemed unfazed with everything that was getting thrown at him. He almost looked unconcerned and very patient, very calculated, rolling with punches. He had a very high guard. Like, he, you probably like that. Like, his, his hands would come together. Yeah. And the punches would like glance off. He'd roll with, he'd and so it's like, it, it it's like man, you're like wow, Rob's getting the better of him. But then to his five punches, to Cheeto's one or his spinning kick, yeah. it would just do more damage. So then, right, it, it's not the same thing at all. But it, it's it's one of those things where there's a there's a, a famous boxing match with Julio Cesar Chavez versus uh, I think Medrick Taylor. Meldrick Taylor, yeah, Richard Steele was the ref. And you're like, man, Meldrick Taylor looks like he's 
He's winning this whole thing. But when you watch that, you'd see the shots that Julio Cesar Chavez would get in, and they were punishing. So by that 15, I don't know if there was 15 rounds back then. 12 or 15, I don't know. It was something, this is ages ago. And all of a sudden, you see the effect of, you're like, wait a second. Uh, that one's got the more, he has the more volume out there. Why is his face looking like that? And that's what I felt like in this fight. Well, that fight was stopped, Matt. Do you remember that fight was stopped? That was going to be Chavez's first loss. He was going to lose that fight. And that fight was stopped in the final round with like two seconds left. It was a terrible fucking criminal stoppage. Richard Steele stands by that stoppage. That was, yeah, of course he does. Of course. He says that when he's seen a guy that had enough, He's had enough. And and the repercussions of that fight for Meldrick Taylor. Yeah. Well, probably a whole career, but yeah. I, I, I was so annoyed at that, though. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's ever been right since. I mean, no. But uh, but back to this, <laughs> uh, that's what it felt like with this fight, with yeah. Rob Font and, and, uh, and Marlon Chido Vera. Um, because all of a sudden, you're like, wow, how did, how did his face get so messed up? And then you're looking and you're seeing an elbow here, a straight right there, a left hook here. and you know, and even that second round when you're like, oh, man, Rob Font's looking amazing. And then for Cheeto to, uh, I, I think, I believe it was a left hook. And then he jumped on the way that fight, that round ended. He stole that round. Right. And then he went on to just go on a tear and he was getting better as the fight went on. And there's times when you're thinking, all right, this is about, he about had enough, Rob Font. This is about maybe over for him. And then he started the next round with some beautiful crisp combinations. And it was just Chino Vera was able to, to take it and roll with it where he took very minimum damage and was able to inflict yeah. a ton of damage. Let's bring in Randy Brown. What's going on? What's going I've been on? seeing Randy Brown, and he's been looking crisp. He's been going with the Assassins on Tuesday night, and I was so happy he brought down Ghost Dog. That's an old movie with Forrest Whitaker when the guys. But he brought, I don't know if you know, he's the call Nardu that. He brought down Sensei Nardu, who everybody knows and loves. And I'll tell you, he just, when he walks in the room, it's like he just, it's like, like, you know, some guys have negativity coming off of him. He's got like Zen falling out of his pocket. Oh, is that your Zen Nardu? I don't know. But he's fucking. So Nardu, he's an interesting character, man. I'm so happy that you brought him down here today, Randy. Yeah, man, definitely. I know you guys go way back, so you know, I had to. Now, what do you think? You fight a guy, his first name is Chaos. Fuck, man. I mean, a guy's name. Listen, oh, here's your lawyer, Mr. Chaos. No, Chaos is made for a cage. Chaos, I think his parents had in mind, like, look, he's going to be a bad motherfucker. Let's name him Chaos. I think so, I mean, what do you think about that, Randy Brown? Does that mean anything? Well, his name is Kalen. I think they what? all just call his name is Kalen. Oh, so it's a natural nickname. <laughs> Kalen just changed a couple of names. Wait, this, this, this changes everything. <laughs> Especially with my question. You mean the guy's name isn't Chaos? Nah, it just sounds better though. Oh, I would wait. prefer Chaos. If my name was Kalen, I would in that I would definitely prefer Chaos in that moment. In a fight, yeah, definitely. Yeah. More chaos. <laughs> I take it, but is it Kalen Chaos or Williams? Yeah. Now you saw, I'm sure, his last fight against Baeza. Uh, it seemed like he was having a, he was getting his his left uh, calf. I think was in pretty bad shape. That I mean, the the uh, the knockout was incredible that he pulled that off after having his leg battered twice so terribly. But is that something you notice when you watch a fight like that? Like, all right, there's something that could be a hole in the game. 
Um, for sure. You know, just watching my opponents in general, I'm seeing, I'm going to see a few things, you know, I'm going to look for patterns and stuff like that, but nothing that I'm lingering on too much. Do you find that if you get too caught up in things you see as a whole or expecting someone to do something that it kind of takes you out of the moment, if you're waiting for them to do something they might not do? Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing is, I got to go in there and execute my game plan. You know what I mean? I got to go in there and do what, what, uh, make him worry about what I got to do more so than worry about what, what he's doing. So. Um, that's the plan. Will you bring in somebody to train? Like, you know, again, a lot of guys, they fight Wonder Boy. It's always hard to find someone who can mimic him. Are you a guy who wants to bring in somebody who can mimic the guy you're fighting a little bit? Or do you not care about that at all? Um, for sure. For sure. Um, I got a few guys who not try to mimic him, guys who naturally are very similar to him. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I, I got a lot of good looks for people that, uh, that fight similar, that throw a ton of volume, you know, um, starting forward, lots of hooks. You know what I mean? Explosive. So, yeah. Hey, uh, Randy, did you get any shit for your uh, your comment on the Covington and Masvidal altercation? Because I'm reading here, you said, I guess a three-piece in a soda is only cool when it happened to Leon. Why all the selective outrage? I like that. <laughs> I did. I did get a lot of outrage, a lot of uh, pushback on that. Really? Um, my thing is, I'm just like, listen, man, not because we like somebody, this is my favorite guy. So this because just because he's my favorite guy, I, I can't all of a sudden now the rules are different for him. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a sucker move when Masvidal did it to Leon. You know what I mean? But we celebrated it and it's a sucker move now that he did it to Colby. So I'm just saying, let's just keep it even across the board. You know what I mean? Like MMA fans are too fickly. You know, we got to just figure out what we want and be uniformed on that. Right. Like you're saying, if, if it's if, if it's wrong, if it's if it's wrong to do to want this guy, then you shouldn't have celebrated with Leon because Leon Edwards is by far a nicer guy than Colby Covington. I don't think uh, I think even Colby would agree with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, that's that's all I was saying. But, you know, trolls and stuff like that, they misconstrue it and they they run wild with it and take it to wherever they want to take it. We should also mention that Leon, I, I, he didn't go to the police. Him and his boys, I think they were looking for, I think they got away to fuck out of Dodge is what they did. Actually, yep. I know they did. They got yep. him out of there and they got him right to that hotel, right to that airport ASAP because, uh, you know, Leon's a quiet guy, but I think that guy's from the fucking streets too. So I think he had, uh, I think he was going to, you know, try to re, re, you know, return the favor. Not that I'm saying it's a good thing. But that's natural. We got to expect that, no? Especially, I know, I know the time you come from, you know what I mean? It's different, you know? So it's like, these days, the internet thing, people, you can't cross certain lines and say certain things, you know what I mean? And feel like you can't take it to a street level and then be like, when a guy sees you in the street talking about when you see him, what you're going to do. And then the guy sees you first. And then you're like, wait, it, it was just entertainment. Nah, there's no rules in the street. So you can't take it there if you're not willing to continue that. You know what I mean? And did he say, I, I think he had, he had said something really personal, right? Like beyond what guys will normally say when they're fighting about his family or something like that. I think that was what set him off. Yeah. And, and not that it's right, but the thing is, you could say whatever you want to say, but you got to expect, um, expect certain circum uh, consequences. That's all. Man, shit, yeah. Uh, hey, I noticed from your background that you did not leave. You're leaving tomorrow, I suppose? Yep. I'm out of here tomorrow morning. Because I see your, oh, I'm, it depresses me because there's just <laughs> more top of shit. And I look at that and then I look over to the side and I see my my Oculus, and I'm like, I should be living the life that I should be doing what Randy Brown is doing. Are you on Twitch? He's on, of course he's on Twitch. I am on Twitch. I'm on Twitch, uh, YouTube, all of it. All of oh, it. You, oh, you're big gaming. Um, I game, but I, I, I do a show, The Pro and the Bro. You know, 
pre and post fight you um you'll see fights so oh okay who's the bro the bro the bro is my brother-in-law you know what i mean he's on there you know we kick it and we joke about mma and all that stuff in the fights and break down the fights to have a good time let me ask you both a question because matt we didn't talk about this and we were going to talk about it uh that we, we just talked about the uh uh font uh, verified the uh, arlovsky uh, jay collier th- this is what's got to be so fucking crazy for you guys the judging where it's 29 28 two for arlovsky and the the jay collier gets 30 27 in his favor and, and it's like how do you how do you as a fighter um grapple with that like how do you know what the, what judges are looking for if one guy's getting 30 27 and two guys see a 29 28 win every round don't don't try to play a game you know don't try to play the game of martial arts the game of mma you know what i mean it's easier said than done but you got to just the way i approach it is i look i just implement my techniques and i feel if i do it correctly the way i was taught that guy shouldn't be able to stand in front of me for five minutes of me implementing techniques properly. You know what I mean? Granted, he's trained to stop those things, you know, so if he's a good guy, it's going to be hard, but um, I think the percentage of finishes will go up. So you got to go out there and try to get the finishes easier said than done, but that's how I see it. You know, win every, win every second of the fight. Let me ask you guys something. I know the Creed movies are very popular. Mm, Timeline doesn't work out hundred (laughs) percent. It bugged me. Do you like it, Randy? You know, I do. I do like Creed. Okay. I just didn't like the timeline. There's something about the timeline bugged me. This is my problem. I, I'm not sure about the timeline. What do you mean? It seemed like when Apollo died, his son still wouldn't have, would have been too old to be where he was in this. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking that. I, I had it worked out in my head when I was watching it. It's a movie, why, Jim. It's I know. Movie. You're, you're, you're 100% <laughs> right. I, 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 don't, I don't know why I care. Like, this, what's the matter with me? <laughs> there was no moments in that movie that do you remember in Rocky Two when Adrian came out of the, the the coma, and then she said, "You just have to do one thing for me." He's like, "What's that?" And she's like, "Come here, come a little closer." He leans in, and she says, "Win." Yes. And also, the chime goes ding. Yeah. And then you see, uh, Mickey goes, "What are we waiting for?" And then yeah. I'm like, "Oh shit, my nipples are hot! I want to fucking <laughs> run! I want to run right now!" I get so fucking crazy. I, I I'm about to. I'm about to uh, fall over. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I felt when Paulie threw the turkey out the window. Oh. Jimmy, that's that. First of all, you shouldn't get happy about that. Adrian worked hard on that fucking turkey. I know. He tossed it out the window. It, but it's Christmas here. You want the bird? Yeah. Hey, go to the alley, get the bird. So rude. Yeah. You prick. Paulie is the worst part of all the movies because what? A, I mean, Rocky, fuck, he's such a good guy. Why is he hanging out with that fucking. Right, we're getting away from the yeah, get away from the point. <laughs> the point is, there was no moments in Creed like that point, that moment when Adrian asked him to win. That's fair. Original Rocky is a better movie. Yeah, yeah, I would say the, the first two Rockies were, and even I liked Mr. T in the third one. Um, I, I enjoyed Mr. T. I hated his name, but I liked him as a character, and I liked how Clubber he played. Man? I hated the name Clubber. Uh, Rocky's <laughs> terrible at naming things, but I did love him in that movie. I thought that was great. Yeah, I enjoyed him a lot too. Now, Randy, do you like you do this podcast? Do you ever think of commentating? Has it ever been something that you kind of wanted to do, or is it something you've ever been inclined to do, or doing some desk work maybe after fights? Um, I've thought about it. I've thought about it um, for sure. You know, if 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 I ever had the opportunity, I would definitely try. Um, see if I'm good. If I'm good enough 
<laughs> you know, it seems really hard to do, right? It seems like everyone thinks they can do it until you actually watch people do it. It's like, no, that's, that's not easy to do at all. 100%. Well, you can tell it's not easy. Everybody thinks they can do it, Jimmy. I can't do it. No, but I mean, when it's like we watch something, we just talk about the fights and we're like, yeah, oh yeah, I could talk. But, but it's the level of expertise. The anti- I'm always more impressed with the anticipation of what someone is trying to do and explaining in jujitsu what someone needs to do to, to further to the next position. Like there's just so much intricate details. You really need to know what you're talking about in a way different way. Absolutely. I guess that just comes from the experience though of doing the thing. Once you do the thing, right? Matt will tell you it's easier to talk about it once you, yeah. once you do the thing. You know what I mean? But the, the thing about commentating is uh, for me, it's the, the timing, you know what I mean? And, and the dynamics that you have to have between all the other guys there and their opinions and stuff like that. You got to kind of be mindful and play towards, you know, their strong suits and stuff like that. So I know it's deeper than just talking about what you like. <laughs> I always feel bad for John Anik when he goes in, because he has to, he, like his job is to kind of do some of the, the plugs and the, you know, and right. he'll go into, he'll go into something like, uh, and this is sponsored by Budweiser. And then there's a fucking knockout in the middle of it. And he has to finish the plug <laughs> while, there's, while there's a knockout. I always feel bad for him when that happens. Right. Everybody's just screaming. Yeah, but he's yelling and he's got to finish the plug. Poor John. He's fantastic at it. John. Amazing, but it's hard to do. In a, it is, at least in baseball or in football, you can do it during a 30-second timeout or in baseball in between pitches. But in MMA, during the fight, anything can happen that ends the fight, you know, with, with zero warning. Now, wait, I, I get it with the, uh, the Twitch. You play your video games and stuff. What goes on with your YouTube channel? You have a YouTube channel? Yeah, I have a YouTube what, channel. What is that? How is, is there a, a certain programming guide in there or is it just you put that thing on and nah, it's, it's just blog it's raw it's raw it's uh it's you get an opportunity to just see behind the scenes of my camp you know what i mean the things that i'm doing we don't give too much you know but just places i visit the work you know work that we do uh cardio just and you also get to see behind the scenes prior to the fight you know, prior to the fight, you know, I sit down, I talk to the camera, you know, you get to see that whole backstage process. I go live on Twitch and YouTube um, at the weigh-ins, oh. you know, and you just really get to see what, what the process is like prior to the fight, all the way up until I'm walking out, you know? So yeah, it's just, a, it's a cool in-depth thing. So anybody out there, go subscribe to Root Boy TV, you know? What cardio do you hate the most? If you had to pick a form of cardio that you dread the most? Two of them. Um, Aerodyne. Those, uh, those, those, those 2010s. What are those? What are those? 20 second all out, everything you got, 10 second rest. 20 seconds all out, Ted. We do that for three, five minute rounds. Those are that's running horrendous. No, aerodyne on the bike with the arms. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are terrible. And then we got something called a gauntlet, right? The gauntlet is basically, I, I basically get jumped for about five rounds. <laughs> oh, you have different guys coming in? <laughs> yeah, I basically get jumped, you know. <laughs> so, what I'm, I, I'm in, another guy comes in, you know, I do a few rounds with him and another guy comes in. And then after maybe about five rounds or so, we uh, do positional training. So I may, someone may be on my back or someone may be have me in side control or some just different positional stuff. And then at the end of it, <laughs> there's um, it's about a 45 minute an event, I call it. Right. And then after we do conditioning where I got to hold on to this rope. And they're holding my legs and I got to hold this rope for 60 seconds, sometimes two minutes. And I can't let my butt hit the ground. I just burn my arms out and I just got to hold. So, yeah. Oh, that sucks. So you're holding a rope kind of almost like your legs are like raised, almost like you're like the letter L and they're holding your legs. No, more like more like a straight line because I can't drop my hips. Can't drop my hips. So my hips have to stay up. Yeah, It's terrible. 
Oh, fuck that. I would hate that. Yeah. Man, lots of throwing up in the past doing that. Oh, you you puked doing it? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Do you know, were you able to get off the mat in time or did you just puke on the mat? I just puked on the mat. You did. And they just cleaned it up and picked me up and I had to keep going. Yeah, I guess I've seen <laughs> it before. <laughs> you just gotta keep going. Yeah. You don't get the day off? You don't get to go home and relax? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. After that, after that, you know, and then I get to Sunday to chill. Oh, yeah. okay. That's your day off. But it's rough. It's rough, man. Yeah, Matt, I'm always interested in what guys hate in training because I, but my, my basic little workouts that I do just to prevent getting any fatter than I've gotten in the pandemic, I'm amazed that guys are able to push through that. Like just as a person, the ability to push through that is, you know, it's just, it's a different breed of person. I can't do it. Absolutely, man. Um, the thing is, I, I like to say, I like to tell people I've been places that not only 1% of man have ever been, you know, there's, there's. There's places that you can take your body and push your body to that people have no idea, you know, and you'd be surprised what your body is capable of. I've broken down some barriers that I thought that it would be impossible for me to continue to do this, you know, and nope, you break through your body heals up right after and, you know, you're better for it afterwards. So, yeah. Now, when you mean heal up, do you mean in the moment do more or do you mean the next day or do you mean after a fight? No, no, no. I mean like after like the next day you'll recover, you'll be okay. You can get through okay. it. You know, it's a point where you're, it's not about your body anymore. You know, it's about your mind. You know, the body is, you're numb, you're numb. Everything hurts. You're gassed, you, but your mind is where you got to continue to tell your mind, like, I have to keep going. I have to keep pushing. And you're not dragging along. Like you're, you're going, you know, you're forcing yourself to go. But it's a, it's just in a in a constant state of pain that and it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Only because you said it reminded me when you said with the numb thing. You're you're uh, Jamaican, no? Yeah. I had my buddy. Uh, you know Pete Lawson, black belt Jamaican Pete. I do. Shout out to Pete. Pete is the reason that uh that I even was training at Henzo's. Get out of here. <laughs> yep. Well, listen. Back in the day, I know him a long time, right? And he goes, look. <laughs> He goes, I don't know why I'm thinking this. He's a funny guy. He goes, hey, man, if you want to really last with a girl, I'll give you this little Jamaican stone. And you rub this, you wet it a little bit, you rub it on the your cock, and you rub it on the, like the fucking top. Like the, you turn your shaft up and you do it the long way. When he gave it was poison ivy. <laughs> you, you, fucking, you put that thing on there. He's like, dude, you'll be solid. You go all night. I remember I did that one time. And the girl's like, yeah, I did a little numb down there. Oh, the damn. You're supposed like, to do ah. it. You're supposed to do it like, you know, give it some time so that she doesn't get it. Doesn't, she doesn't feel it, you know? I didn't get the memo. <laughs> so Jamaican Pete, you know. Hey, Matt, did you have your own rock or did you borrow his? Um, no, no. Yeah, I told him I'll give his back on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get, but anyway, um, I don't know how we segued into that. <laughs> well, I mean, you're Jamaican. We were talking about numbness. Talk about Pete. Yeah, it's fair. Did you ever hear about that stone? You know what I'm talking about? Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. You does it work, Randy, or no? It does. It does work. I've never tried it, but it's a known fact that it works. Really? Okay. <laughs> hey, man. I had fun regardless. Yeah, I wouldn't want the numbing, though. I wouldn't be able to if I was numb. No, it's I, not, I could... it wouldn't numb you. It would more. It, it, I think she would have that effect. You don't get the numbing effect. Oh, no. Yeah, because with the placement of it. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just take a blue pill. That's all I need. A little yeah, blue pill. Chew it up. This was back in the day before I became a master of the whole cat pill thing. 
Uh, and um, what, what do you think, uh, Randy, the rest of the division, too? Uh, what do you think uh, Usman Edwards is what everybody is saying? Uh, that's a very interesting fight. I, I think Kamaru looks almost unbeatable at this point. Of course, no one's unbeatable. But what do you think about that matchup? Ooh, I love that matchup. Um, I believe they fought before in the past. Yeah, um, I think uh, Usman grinded him out, right? Yeah. But since then, the evolution of uh, Leon Edwards has been amazing to watch. You know, the skill set. Whenever you see this guy shows up to fight, I love his ability on the feet. You know, I love his his stand. I love the way he puts it together. Um, but Usman, Usman is the guy right now. Usman is the guy, and I don't see anybody in the immediate top five right now that can that can win. Maybe some guys that are outside later on as they they work their way in. But uh, right now. It's hard, you know, but uh, I like I like Leon in this fight. I think Leon has a good chance on the feet. But in the wrestling exchanges, I think he loses those wrestling exchanges, in my opinion. But we'll see. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure you must have watched Kamzat versus Gilbert Burns. Yep. Thoughts? That was fire. That was fire, man. That was fire. Um, it showed for me, it showed that uh, it showed that that Hamzat is human. It showed that uh, that we always knew he was good. Everyone knew that we knew he was a, a great fighter, sure. even. But we didn't know where on the spectrum of being good did he fall, right? So yeah. uh, I think that Burns went out and and showed us, okay, this is where he's at, you know, uh, on the spectrum of being good. So um, he proved a lot of people right. So shout out to shout out to both of them. Yeah, he did look human in that fight, and he also. And it's also good for him, too, to go the distance and not just, you know, he, he can get out of the first round and he can uh, and, he, and he can grind out a, a tough decision against a guy who's who's really experienced and a really good fighter. So, yeah, I think you're right that even though he looks human, I still think it was good for him uh, to show people that he can that he can win a decision. Absolutely. Hey, Jimmy, yes, I've been told I'm on the spectrum, but I think that's something different. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I disagree with that. Jimmy, yes. I you said it, no? I oh, know you are the spectrum. I don't think you're on it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> All right, Randy. Randy Brown. Um, it's good talking to you again, man. Good luck against chaos and uh good talking to you, man. Randy, man, we'll be watching, buddy. Yeah. Let's take a limb. Bring a limb home. Absolutely. You already know what it is. Can't wait, brother. See you soon, Randy. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie Fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event as NEDS offers a split decision return. This means if you place a head-to-head bet on any main card fight and your pick loses by split decision, NEDS will pay you out as a winner. Plus, you can pump up your odds with a UFC multi simply by combining your favorite markets across all fights on the card. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. For those sports punters, Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. And for the racing fanatics, Neds Blended is available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners to win in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Look, whatever you bet on. 
Take it to the Ned's level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Split decision return eligible on first $250 state. Minimum blended odds are $1.10 terms and conditions apply are available on the Ned's website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-858-858. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now maximize your results Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high-performance sports nutrition line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorne is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's training bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports choose Thorne, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorne.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code UFC10 and you get 10% off and Matt and I get the credit and that's all that matters. There he is. What are you guys up to? How are you, man? We haven't we haven't talked in a hot minute, man. Yeah, I fucking fell asleep to the Abu Dhabi one. At Abu Dhabi, I could not ever get my timing down. So when we went to go be after the Kai Car France fight, my ass slept through the whole entire meeting. So I, I've been feeling sorry for about two years, a year and a half now. Oh shoot, man. Well, dude, it's good to talk to you yeah. again. Brandon, what you been up to, man? Nothing, man. Just getting ready for this next fight. What about you guys? I had a question for you. I, I don't know if we've asked you uh, this or not. In, in the Moreno fight, when your your shoulder popped out um, and, and they stopped it with like one or two seconds left, were you, and again, this is just DC, I think, and Joe were saying it, that if they had, they had popped that back in in between rounds, you might have been able to continue or were you hurt too bad where you would not have been able to continue? No, uh, you could see it. You could see it because um, it was such a it was such a reoccurring problem since uh, before I got into the UFC and up until that, like you know, I was like not even really training for any of those fights because like I couldn't grapple because my shoulder would pop out constantly, man. And uh, it was one of those things like when it happened, I was trying to pop it in myself. I knew how to do it, like I knew how to pop it in myself. But it was one of those I could definitely went and continue that fight. Uh, all the fights before that, the Tim Elliott and the Kai Car France fight, like I couldn't even really train too much, and like it was one of those things that like it would pop out constantly. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt until the next day though. Like the next day it sucks, but like, like I'm running on a pure adrenaline for that next 15 minutes after I pop it out always though. So when something like that happens, how frustrating is it where you know that in between rounds, you might've been able to, uh, you know, I mean, again, it's part of it and there's nothing, you know, you can do, but that's, that's probably one I'm sure you'd love to get another shot at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I knew, I knew when I was going into that fight and even that Kai Car France and Tim Elliott fight, like I was playing with danger there. Like I knew that I was like, pretty close to like, I needed that surgery. My shoulder was like, it was pretty much popping up a lot. You know, like if I threw a jab and someone else threw a jab and dislocate. So I knew I was playing with fire, but I was like, I was on such a little hot streak that I was like, fuck it. Let's just risk another fight camp. And like the Moreno was a quick turnaround. Like I only, ha- I only had three weeks, uh, be- or like four weeks between that Kai car France fight and that Moreno fight. So it was like, it was such a quick turnaround that I was like, I could kill, uh, two birds with one stone by doing one training camp and then just getting two big fights over with. And by that time I'll be ready for a title fight, you know? So it was just like, fuck it. I might as well risk it. You know what happened with the surgery now? What exactly did they do? So I had like a really complicated surgery. Uh, it's a, it was called a ladder J surgery where it's like all up and down. 
So what they did, it, it, usually it was just a, it's like a, I had a torn labrum, but they didn't do the normal labrum thing because my bone in front was so chipped that it would just slide out. So like if they would have just did a normal la- uh, labrum surgery, it would have just been like them just sewing it, but the bone still would have been a little bit of an issue. What they did is they removed a piece of my collarbone, put it right there as a bridge. So like, like, so you know how this is like a bowl? It was like a plate. So it was just sliding out. So they moved it. So there's like a little bit of an edge right there. So it won't just slide out anymore. So I had like a complicated one. Isn't it crazy that somebody figured that out? A fucking doctor figured out how to do that, how to take a piece of the collarbone and fix it so that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was like, it was, I have uh, the only doctor, like there's probably like only a few doctors in America that can do it. And luckily, I like in Colorado, the dude was like pretty much like maybe 10 minutes away from me. So it, it worked out that I just had one of those doctors that could do it. And uh, he's like, you know what? I normally wouldn't do this surgery for a normal person. But he goes, you're, you're an athlete. And he goes, and what you do is a lot of like bringing this back. And he's like, we need you to like make sure it doesn't pop out again and all that stuff. And he goes, he goes this is the final solution to it kind of thing. How's it felt? How has it felt since with the training? Oh, it's felt amazing, man. I can throw jabs again. I'm not worried about I, like before that, uh, before that Marine, uh, pretty much up until the Pantoja fight was like the first time I could grapple in like a year and a half, two years. I wasn't really doing jujitsu or anything. I was just drilling a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No wrestling at all. Uh, there's a couple of times in like the Tim Elliott fight where I went to go dig an underhook in the middle of digging it. I was like, Oh, I can't do that. Cause I was like, if I dig that underhook, my shoulder might dislocate. I was playing with fire and I, I just like, you know, I, you're not going to, you're not going to turn down a UFC fight to get their surgery down. So it was like, originally I was like, I'm in the UFC. So I was like, I took this fight and then they gave me Kai Car France was like number seven. And I was like, I'm not going to turn that down. And then right after that, they gave me the number one contender. And I was like, I was just like running with the hot streak. And I was like, fuck it, man. We're just going to try to risk it. So it, I was pressing my luck, you know? When did you get the surgery? Because the recovery time, looking at your, at when you fought in yeah, November of 20, August of 21, January 15th, there's been, there was layoffs, but not a crazy, crazy layoff. What was the recovery time? Yeah, yeah. It was, it's supposed to be six months. I actually did a, a I got it in late January. So I got it pretty much like, uh, I think like the 27th of January. And then I don't remember when I fought Pantoja, but it was also one of those things that is like, I kind of rushed that surgery and uh, rushed that fight to just kind of get back into the, uh, to get back in the swing of things. But that was also like, that was also a fight where I didn't grapple at all before that too, because it just got out of surgery. And like, I was, I was kind of playing with too much fire right there. So I don't know. It was a lot of, it was a lot of learning lessons in between then and then, you know? Yeah. You probably didn't give me, maybe give it a little more time. That was I think, an eight months total um, from the surgery to the actual fight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I had two months to train for that fight. Yep. How'd you get the nickname Raw Dog? Are you asking me or Brandon? No, I'm asking Brandon. Oh. You pervert. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Just you, you earn these nicknames through just Denver, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was a, it was a drunken <laughs> dude in the crowd. It was a drunken dude in the crowd was, yeah, I'm raw dog him, raw dog him. And then we just made a joke. This is like when I was an amateur. So we made a couple of jokes and, uh, eventually, uh, eventually I was like, fuck it. Let's see. Cause I, I fought for a world series of fighting, uh, with Gacy as the main event too. And, uh, and it was my first, I knocked out some dudes, my first knockout. And I remember I was like, and then they, I was like, let's see if they say it on TV. So I just put the nickname just to see if they did it that I got a knockout and then they put me on the TV portion and set it on the TV portion. And it was just like, I was like, maybe it's like a luck thing. So I, I just started to run with it afterwards. And then I tried to like later on in my career, I was like, if I ever want to get to the UFC, I got to get rid of Rod Dog. Like there's no way that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I told the LFA announcer, I was like, hey, can we like drop this nickname? And I swear to God, right before that, right before I walked out or right when he was announcing my name, he like leaned into it extra hard. And I was like, 
yeah, I'm not getting rid of this nickname anytime soon, you know? <laughs> now, uh, are you a superstitious guy? Every athlete has a little superstition. Uh, how, how superstitious are you? Um, I like, I like doing like, like I like watching certain movies and stuff before I fight. Like I like watching like Bruce Lee movies before fights. I like watching like Anderson Silva highlight reels and like, and then like, uh, this, this week I always go to my dad's hockey. My dad plays hockey and I always go to his hockey game before like the week of the fight. And I always try to attend one of my friend's concerts, but those are like, I guess that's a lot of superstitions, but it's just, I think it's more rituals. It's like, uh, like little rituals. I don't think it makes a difference or anything, but it's just something I like to like to do. Where does your dad play hockey? Yeah, he plays, uh, it's like an old man, like beer league, but, uh, it's not like professional or anything. It's just an old man beer league. But honestly, every time I go there, he, like, I don't know if he normally scores or not, but like, I think he always chings one in every time I go there. So that's a nice little, little thing that happens every time I show up to one of his games before I, he always scores a goal and makes sure to show out. So were you ever inclined to play hockey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I was a professional hockey player, man. That would be the real cool job right there. I'm just only five nine, you know, <laughs> I'm five nine and scrawny, and that's not like a sport that you can really like last in. And then on top of that, I don't think many Americans get drafted uh, in hockey that much, especially from Colorado. I don't even know anybody from Colorado that went and became professional hockey player. So it's kind of a rare thing in in uh, Colorado, but it's definitely in America. It's like it's not as much of a prevalent sport as in Canada or in like up in Michigan and stuff like like the cool upper states by Canada. Did you ever see that movie Miracle with Kurt Russell? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that about the 1980 uh, Winter Olympics? Yeah, I believe Miracle it. on Ice? What'd you say? It's called uh, the, with Kurt Russell? Yeah. It's it, called Mystery. Mystery. Mystery? Oh. What is it called? Mystery. It's about a team in Mystery Alaska, and then they, they go play. Uh, it's that one. They play pond hockey, right? Shit, man. What is Miracle? What the fuck am I doing? Mir- Miracle is the one about when the Americans beat the Russians, when the Russians were like undefeated. Years, yeah. yeah, that's another hockey thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's two hockey, it's two two hockey moves, but both of them are sweet. And uh, yeah, yeah, that those uh, I'm a, I'm a huge hockey fan, so it, it, I love those. Little I meant Escape from New York with it, Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they play hockey with a severed head on top of the. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really good movie. Um, yeah, it's funny the uh, I, I'm not a hockey fan, but they say going to a game is incredible. They say that you have to see it live. There's something different about seeing hockey live. Yeah. And it's just like, for me, I have like ADD. So it's super fast paced. It's like one of those fast paced sports where like, I went to a football game live and it was like, after every like 30 seconds, there's like a minute break. I'm like, right. I can't, you know? So it's like, after that's like a three hour game and half of it is waiting around for some of them to do something where hockey is just so fast paced. You get to watch a fight every once in a while. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's more fun to me to watch. How about soccer? Cause I mean, soccer moves for a long time without, without any breaks. I literally, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched a soccer game in my life, which is yeah. crazy. It seems, no, it seems awful. But I mean, I just, I know that they, there's a lot of running back and forth. It, it, it seems like at least it moves, but yeah, I, I can't get through one either. I think it's terrible. Yeah. I, I, I went live to a basketball game and that kind of seems like, like that's way more fun to watch live than on TV. But you know, I, I'm not really into that either. Shit, I get a lot. I don't watch any fucking sports. Fighting takes over once you're in there. It's like nothing's cooler than that. Like, hey, I'll tell you, I don't watch any sports, but damn, do I love when there's a UFC on. Yeah, yeah. This straight. Weekend, we're going to be watching you. Yeah. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Hell yeah. I'm going to go bring I'm trying to win some fans over. That's what that's like. Because I've never fought in front of a crowd. I've only been fighting during this quarantine times. So it's like, this is an opportunity for me to like, one, live out a dream because I've never actually walked out in front of a crowd like that. What? Never? Never. I mean, like in, in Denver, I walked out in wow. front of like crowd that was like my own but like in the ufc i haven't been in front of a crowd ever i've only been in the quarantine type of uh, arena right. so 
I get to like relive like like uh, this is like my UFC debut right now. So I'm so excited. I'm uh, I'm nervous. I'm all the above, man. When did you learn your jujitsu? Who taught you jujitsu? Yeah, I, I started under a guy named Brad Gum, but uh, I got my black belt under a busy uh, busy uh, Mario Creo. He's from Brazil. Uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, just a slick dude off his back. So I learned a lot from him. And then I have a uh, coach Scott Miller who's really funky off his back too. So it's uh, I, I stole all my style from those two guys. I remember seeing you in uh, Abu Dhabi versus Tim Elliott. That's when it was, right? Uh, I think Abu Dhabi was Kai Car France. Was it? I was there for one of them live, but I was there for the the Tim Elliott one. I remember watching that and being like, because Tim Elliott's got such funky scrambles and his, I like his jujitsu. And then I'm like, yo, where the fuck did this kid come from? I remember the stuff you were doing. Like, holy shit! It was yeah. it was so high level, man. Because I, I love. When I when when a jujitsu guy just comes out of the woodwork like that, I'm like whoa! Yeah. So I was very impressed with your with your not with your and you're saying you weren't even grappling that much for that. No, I couldn't. I couldn't grapple for that whole entire camp for pretty much up to like a couple, like maybe four months before that is when I I started having real bad shoulder problems, like where it pop out every time I grapple. Uh, like I think the original like the the original time where I like, kind of fucked it over the most was I went for an Imanari on someone and he sprawled all hard and it just like dislocated and from there on out it was just like I could maybe flow around a little bit and then like make the motions but for the most part I was just doing like very light sparring up until then just like a lot of four counts and just light drilling and a lot of kicks. Do you have any fear and this I, I mean I'm sure it happens to guys a lot but of being so pumped for this you know you always hear about guys having adrenaline dumps or. Or, or, or putting too much in, and, and since you're saying it feels like your first UFC fight, have you, I guess, kind of told yourself like, you know, you just take it, don't let the crowd change the way you do things. Yeah, I want the crowd to change. I mean, I just oh, want to do, be, I want to be like that amateur dude that runs across the cage and just fights like, like he's never been in front of a crowd. Cause it's, it's the truth, man. I just want to enjoy it. And, uh, I trust my cardio, man. I put a lot of work in cardio. I, I live in elevation and a mile high. All right. And, you know, I train hard and uh, I, I trust my cardio. I think that if anybody's going to get tired, if I'm getting tired, he's gas for sure. So I, I, in my heart of hearts, believe that. And uh, I, I want that. I kind of want to go out there and just have that like amateur feeling of just go out there, blow my wad and just give it everything <laughs> get in and out of there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, I just want to enjoy the moment. It's just a really good opportunity to one collect 50 G's and then also just like live out a dream. And more importantly, it's just, I've wanted this forever. You know, you never dream when you're like a little kid going to the UFC and just walking out in front of 10 people, you know, Trent, I guess living in elevation really does make a difference. I mean, just having performed in Denver and Vail and stuff, it takes sometimes a day or two just to be able to take your deep breaths when you're walking up a hill. Like you're really just walking. You can kind of feel the difference. I imagine living in that environment. Uh, and how long does it take before that effect like if you train at elevation, then you come back down to normal, you know, whatever to ground level or, or sea level. How long does that effect last? I, I have no clue, man. I've never actually trained. Like I've only trained in Denver. So it's yeah. like, I, I go too much outside there. And it's like, if I go anywhere, it's probably like, I guess I spent a month in Abu Dhabi, but like I fought the first week. And then, uh, then after that, like I, I pretty much only spend like a week basis somewhere. So it's, I don't really have too much. Right. Even like on our fight team. I'm like known as the cardio king, like uh, in our fight team. And like, as far as like our, like everybody I've known is like, they're like, Brandon has the best cardio on our team and all that. So it's like, it's, it's just kind of like a stigma. And something I've really prided myself off of too, is just having good cardio. And it's, I love running. I love all that stuff. So it's, it's something that like, I know that if it goes to the deep waters and I, I'm feeling it, that he has to be feeling it.
shit, man, that's a major weapon in, in an yeah. arsenal right there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, it's also good to just have that belief in yourself too. It's like, I'm not afraid to go three rounds and I'm not afraid to push the pace that whole entire first, second and third round too, you know, is where I feel like people are like so worried about going three rounds. They kind of coast a little bit where it's like, I don't really give a shit about coasting. It's like, go out there, I'm going to go burn both of us from both sides. And it's like, let's see who comes out. Uh, let, let's see who comes out unscathed in that fire. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I guarantee that I'm going to have a little bit less burns than some of these dudes. Hey, Brandon, besides training, besides working on your killer cardio, what, what's something else you like to do? Give us a hobby. So uh, now that it's summer, man, I'm huge into spike ball, man. I like spike ball. I like volleyball. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I love, man, I wish volleyball was like a thing for guys because like I have a lot of fun. Besides being like five nine and not being that good, it's like I really enjoy playing volleyball. It's like one of those weird, stupid games that like I enjoy. But uh, I don't, I'm trying like a bunch of things. I've been trying to like like a weird like Sudoku puzzles and stuff. I'm, I'm trying to get better as a person. And uh, like little puzzle games and just also train my mind a little bit differently. But like, I guess non-athletic, the non-athletically is I've been working with some kids. I guess that's even athletic too. Pretty much everything I do is around ath- athletics. That's cool. That's cool. The, the volleyball, you said the spike ball. Is it the same thing? Spike ball is like a little circle thing, like a little circle thing you leave on the ground and you smack the ball like into it. It's like volleyball, but you, you smack it. It's like a new... 2020 type of game i don't know you see all the new the new beach kids doing it but uh yeah we try to steal that at, at factory x so I, I play with all my teammates and all that i think jimmy was gonna try pickleball one time were you jimmy what's pickleball oh maybe that wasn't you no i never heard of it did you ever um, hear of pickleball yeah yeah i've heard of pickleball i actually seen someone playing it the other day it's like that like kind of tennis or whatever yeah it's a it's like it's like a it's like a Tennis almost like a between tennis and handball because it's got like a big paddle. It's fucking weird, man. I don't yeah. know. All I do is jujitsu. I can't do this running. I've right. never even heard of pickleball, man. Oh, Jimmy, I think you could be the pickleball champion. I don't think so. Chip, maybe Chip isn't can. Do you ever think that it's like if you invested your all your energy into a sport that like nobody really cares about, like you could probably be the best in the world at it? I mean, anybody who invested their time in ping pong or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, dude, it's so much cooler being like a a fighting champion than a pickleball champion. But now, yeah. right now, Jimmy's going to look and do that research. And Jimmy, pickleball is a good way of staying in shape. I'll tell you what I think. Why didn't I invest in Bitcoin when it was 30 cents a fucking coin? That's what I think. I'm never at the forefront. No. I, I think that shit too is like, if I could go back in time, I would put all my money in Bitcoin a long time ago when someone told me to do it. I'm like, that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> oh, someone told you a long time ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My cousin was like all over it. My, my cousin... Uh, it was all over Bitcoin when we were like, like right when it started up, he's like, yeah, this is the future. And I'm like, oh yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> and, and the volleyball, is it like leagues or anything? Or what do you just play with your friends? Yeah, I just, I play with my friends and, uh, and my, mainly the factory XT pretty much who I spend most of my time with is, uh, is them. And I play versus them. They're a nice competitive group of guys. So I can go, go against them at all times. And I like that you keep pointing out that you're five, nine. That's not short. Stop saying like it's short. It's not short, but it's not tall enough to be uh, to be a hockey player. And then it's also not tall enough to like, like I'm not athletic, I guess. I'm, I'm five nine and scrawny. I don't have that like spring in my step, you know? They have us like do jumping at like at our like strength and conditioning. They have us like do jumping. And I'm like, can you guys not embarrass me? I can only get clear the ground like six inches, you know? I, I feel your pain. I'm only five six. That's why I brought the whole thing up. It's not you. It's me, Brandon. You're you got a, you got explosiveness though. I don't have that. I, I'm five 130 pounds like that's an issue <laughs> let me tell you something you got what you have is just you are entertaining as f i think of that t- i want to go watch that tim elliott fight again I- i'll tell you jimmy there's no slowing down with this guy 
there's no slowing down with Brandon Royval. You understand? Yeah. yeah, I just think what a nightmare. Like guys must hate guys like you. It's just when you know someone's cardio is that good. It's like Marab, same thing. You just you know that what Frankie Edgar back in the day, like whatever they're doing to you in the first round, they're going to be doing it to you in the fifth round or the third round. And it's just that has to be very very disheartening for someone. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I like to just like bringing the high pace and just like swimming with swimming with them, and then just all of a sudden like I'm just drowning them, you know, and just like feeling that it's like okay, we'll start off strong and then. Uh, and then we'll just keep that pace the whole entire time. And while they slow down, I'm just staying at that same pace and just eventually just drowning them, you know? Well, Brandon, good luck against um, against Matt. This is obviously going to be a, a good fight. Matt Schnell's a good fighter. You know that. Uh, and you're on a great card. And uh, I, I would love to see you get uh, get another shot back at uh, Moreno. I really wanted that fight to go longer. I mean, obviously you did too. Um, that would be nice. Yeah, that'd be the ideal landscape is if I can go back and uh, I don't know who's getting the title shot next. They haven't really shaped out the flyweight division, but if I can go put a statement on match now, then I'm, I'm going to be good to fight Moreno or maybe Kai Car France again, if that, if that is, but I just want to get back into that title shot picture after this fight. Who did, who did he just fight? Who did France just fight? He just fought someone. Was Askarov like, uh, three weeks ago. I thought, yeah, I thought he fought recently. Okay. My memory is going. All right, Brandon, man, listen, dude. We always love watching you, man. Yeah. We're gonna be watching this weekend. Hell yeah, man. I hope I can make more fans out of this. Uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate your time. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Enjoy the walkout, man. Enjoy that fight in front of the oh, fans. I'm happy for you. Great. Embrace every one of these moments, man. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Uh, all right, buddy. Good luck. Road dog. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Jimmy, you want to talk about the fights a little bit? Sure. I'll tell you that Alexandria Romanoff, he's still undefeated, dude. Chase uh, Sherman, yeah, 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 yeah. He looked Romanoff. But didn't Chase took that on kind of a fast turnaround, right? Took that for, yeah, he also took a ride or two. He took a fucking, he was like a, a rocket ship. What'd they say? It was a five-point oh, uh, slam the way he threw him down? That was all, though. Give him all the points. Yeah. <laughs> fucking big. Dude, he's, he picked him up and he threw him sideways. Yeah, he did. That was Almost on his neck. Almost oh on his neck, he dropped God, it. dude. He's fucking crazy. I think he's 16-0, right, Matt? 16-0? Yes, and he's, and he's a lot of fun. Yeah. That Nate, that Nathan Levy versus uh, Mike Breeden was a fun fight. That was very um, – the Mike Breeden guy was coming back in that last round. I do like the instruction by James Krause telling him, like, look, look. He's like, look, fucker, you're going to lose it. You're going to either yeah. – you're losing anyway. So how are you going to, you know, you're going to have to try to take this guy out or is he going to lose worse? Like right. he, he gets through to his guys. Yeah. And I like honesty in the corner too. When someone, like when someone really needs a round, when someone says, we need, you, you got to get this round, you need this. Because I, sometimes guys go, hey, you're doing great. You're doing great. And it's like, maybe that's how that fighter responds. But I don't see how that's serving a fighter when he's clearly down two rounds to none. Jimmy, sometimes I have stomach trouble in the middle of the night and I'll, in the bathroom next thing you know I'm, I'm showering in the middle of the night because i don't want to feel dirty and then i shave my head 
All right, let's get back to the fight. So, no, no, I'd rather hear about that. Uh, how about uh, Drew Anderson Brito over Andre Feely? I mean, that was a uh, very, we both had Feely in that fight. Um, very, very fast. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that happens, man. Sure. Fast start for Brito. Yeah. And uh, brutal. And you were right, by the way, about Arlovsky. I took Collier uh, versus round two, and uh, Arlovsky did win uh, versus split, uh, again, split decision. Yeah. Interesting fight. Yeah, yeah, it was a very entertaining fight. I mean, it was it was a good fight, and um, it was it was, and uh, we like Jake Collier. I think, uh, yeah, you know, we're gonna see him back. But Andre Olasky, man, he knows the game, dude. He knows the game. He's been in the fucking UFC for twenty years. <laughs> he knows the damn game. And I took uh, Dawson second round stoppage, uh, but it turns out it was a round three sub. And who'd you pick in that fight against uh, Jared Gordon? I picked Jared Gordon. And Jared Gordon was he was doing well enough yeah. until he wasn't until all I mean the grappling was just yeah you know and, and and Jared's shown that he could do enough to defend on the ground get up and still do damage like he did in his last fight when he fought uh jujitsu ace um Joe uh, I mean I'll see who is Jared Gordon the last fight I don't really want to guess but Jared Gordon be Joe Selecki thank you very much I remember that now don't bother looking it up Joe Selecki. okay. And uh, and Joe Selecki started strong, getting in dominant positions, and then kind of like similar to this, but uh, this was a little too much. I mean, I'll tell you that Grant Dawson, what an athletic freak, man! Yep. Very athletic, very powerful with his uh, his takedowns, his shots were were uh, you know even though Jared was threatened a couple times with those guillotines, and but it was just a little a little too much. You know, almost like you see it coming, but he still gets it going. That grand, right? Similar to Darren Elkins, you know, like you know what they want to do, and they're still doing it. You know what I'm saying? Still getting a hold of you. Yeah, you know. And once you think you're out, Jimmy, pull you back in. Ah, uh, Christoph Jocko, I thought he, I thought he looked excellent versus Jared Mershard. Mershard, yeah. Mershard had a hard time. Uh, he had a hard time just getting his game going. It looked like an. It looked like, I'm not saying an off night for him because that sounds disrespectful for Jocko, but it just looked like he had a hard time getting his distance and just 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 getting his feet under him in that whole fight, yeah. you know? And Jocko was, he was, he was, he was crisp, man. And, he's, and, his, and his wrestling, his, his takedown defense was sharp. And, uh, and he was on point, man. He looked really good. And then who else? Oh, well, obviously the main event, Marlon Vera. What could we say? Crazy how good he looked. And, um, and the, the, dude, how and, and fight of the year so far, I think. I mean, that was just an amazing. And, and, and Rob Font's one of those guys, you know, like a Calvin Cater. You want the guys to win because you like them, but even when they lose, they don't lose an ounce of respect or their stock doesn't go down an inch. He's looking so crisp those, yeah. with his strikes, but it's like, it's a, after you throw all that. Not only was I think other guys would get overwhelmed, and, but not only was he not getting overwhelmed, it was almost like, all right, I'm gonna, I'll get my turn to get you. And he was very patient, man. What a calculated killer that Cheeto Bear is. Bear. Yeah, he really is. He, he's unflappable, <clears throat> dude. You, it makes you like think about that Sean O'Malley fight, and like you know, you can get respect for it. But look, man, he knows how to he knows how to roll with shit. He knows how to weather stuff. And uh, he's a durable, durable guy. I think part of it's because he doesn't even get hit flush. He, he rolls with. He has a good chin, but he'll roll through that. He'll eat one and give you 
He'll eat two and give you one that's going to make up for those two. Now, what do you think? It looks like he's going to be number five, uh, like once the rankings change. Um, who do you see him going against? Uh, who do you think his next fight is? I, I don't think it's right to a championship fight. I don't, I don't think he gets Aljo yet. But who do you think he fights? Does he go to five because he beat Font, or does he, or does Barab go to five and he goes to six? I guess he goes to five because he beat Rob Font. I don't know. I don't know who, who's in the twos of bubble. Who's the last? Who's four? Who's two, three? Which well, Aljo, of course, Piotr Jan, TJ, Jose Aldo, Corey Sanhagen's four, and then Font was five. So you're going to well, guess. Imagine, well, first of all, imagine Cheeto versus Sanhagen. Imagine Cheeto versus Marab. Marab. I mean, oh. I put him on any one of those guys. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't want to forget that Shanna Young defeated uh, Gina Mazzani, who we are friends with. She's friends of the show. She's very funny. She has a lot of dad jokes. Gina Mazzani. Yeah. That's uh, Tim Elliott's fiance. Yeah. Didn't you get her to tell one last time? Oh, I sure did. She's great. <laughs> I like her a lot. And you know what I was thinking? First of all, Shanna Young, props though, she looked great. Yeah. And uh, this is what I was thinking for Gina. And there's nothing to do with I mean, she'll bounce back. I'm not worried about that. Because she's with a good crowd there with uh, obviously her fiance Tim Elliott and James Krause and that crowd. I think she should do the UFC comedy jam. And because I think she's funny. Yeah. I think that with Adam Hunter helping her, somebody tell Adam Hunter to get Gina Mazzani on that thing. Because I don't know if he has any girls on that next upcoming show. I know he's got Frankie Edgar and some people. Yeah. But I think he should definitely get Gina Mazzani on. <laughs> Adam Hunter. People reach out to Adam Hunter, let him know that I'm saying I think he should get a hold. But of wait, Jim. Matt, am I crazy? The last time we talked to Tim, didn't she? Didn't you mention that to her? And she was like, "No, I couldn't do that." Like, I maybe I'm crazy, but for some reason, I think that came up. Well, I'm probably wrong as usual, but listen, you could be crazy. Yeah, but it just might be a lunatic I'm looking for. <laughs> Come back, Jimmy. Come back. Jimmy, you love me so much. Yes, I do. I'm not one of your favorite people, but right underneath your favorite people. You are one of my favorite people. Well, that's yes. Thank you, Jimmy. Jimmy, I don't know what else we have to talk about. We gave gave Marlon Vera his props. We'll preview the card on Wednesday, too. Oh, I can't wait to preview that card. I can't either. I can't wait to do that. But uh, what's the rest of your day like, man? I got uh, oh Wednesday night. I'm here in New York at the Fat Black Pussycat running my hour. And then Friday, Saturday, Bridgeport, Connecticut, doing the Stress Factory. So either one of those nights, if you want to see me, that's where I'll be. You know what's funny about that? In Jersey, the Stress Factory? No, 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 buddy. The Stress Factory, Bridgeport, Connecticut. He has one in Connecticut, too. There, There is one in, in Jersey? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a great club. You know who hit me up and who's doing that is Brian Kalen. Oh, is he doing? Okay, good. Brian Kalen. I wonder if he meant this weekend. That wouldn't really make sense if he told me this one. Yeah. But he told me, here he is. Uh, yo, buddy, coming to Jersey, Stress Factory. Joey Diaz is guesting on my show all weekend. Oh, nice. You're available, that Henzo know, and yada, yada. And then we went back and forth. We're like, no, you, no, you, no, you. You know, we give compliments. Yeah, yeah. I, I know Brian Kalen back from... Hensel Gracie's first academy back in like 96. Oh, okay. I know him back when he was on Mad TV. And sure, sure. We've been friendly since. But uh, it's a good club. If I left my house, I would go, but I don't. Yeah, you don't go out. I go to Sarah BJJ and I'll take that. That's where you got to be. And then I come back here. Jimmy, 
Uh, what do you want to plug, my brother? Just those things. I'm good, man. Just the, uh, just the, um, you know, uh, Bridgeport and also uh, um, New York this week and uh, Jersey at the, uh, in, when the fuck am I in Jersey? Early June. <laughs> hey, listen, we are both on uh, Cameo. Yep. After this. Jimmy, love you so much and talk to you in a couple of days. All right, my friend. I love Matt Sarah. See you soon. I love it. I'm going to take that snippet out and just. No. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>